Jewish Audio on Chabad.org. Have you ever had the opportunity to look inside a Torah scroll? If you look inside the sacred letters of the Torah scroll, you will notice something very interesting in this week's Torah portion. As we begin the third book of the Torah, the book of Ayikra, you'll notice that the letter Aleph, which is the final letter in the first word of this week's portion, Vayikra el Moshe, and God called out to Moses. Interestingly, the letter Aleph in that word is much smaller than all the other letters on the column. What does that represent? Since the very first Torah scroll was ever written over 3,000 years ago, the letter Aleph was very small in these words in this week's Torah portion that God called out to Moses. What is that all about? Our sages teach us that when Moses speaks to God on a regular basis, one may think that perhaps Moses was very proud of himself for this incredible achievement. What a great man. What a close one-on-one relationship with God. They could schmooze whenever he wants. And that is why we have a small olive, to remind us that it's important to be humble. Even though Moses was such a holy, great, incredible person, he was the humblest of all men. There's a powerful message here for us. Humility. At the same time, we find something very interesting. There's another verse in the Torah, which also has an Aleph, which surprisingly is the largest Aleph anywhere in the entire Tanakh. If you look at the opening word in the book of Chronicles, Divrei Hayamim, which chronicles the story of human civilization, the very first word is Adam, referring to Adam, the first man who was ever created. And there, surprisingly, the Aleph is huge. What is going on over here? We have a small Aleph in this week's Torah portion to remind us about humility. And then we have a big Aleph to remind us of something else. What is the message? There's a very relevant message for each one of us here, and that is as follows. What is humility? Humility doesn't mean to downplay your greatness. Humility doesn't mean to have a low estimate of yourself. If I am smart and instead I say I'm just dumb, perhaps I may really be dumb because that's not called humility, that's called lying. If I am a brilliant musician, teacher, writer, and I consider myself talentless, that I'm just lying to myself and to everybody around me. That's not the Jewish version of humility. True humility is the clear awareness of who I am, what my strengths are, what I'm called upon to do, what are the unique opportunities that I have in my life. But at the same time, I recognize that all my strengths and my talents and my abilities, everything comes from heaven. So we have to have this constant battle between those two olives. On one hand, we have to have the little olive of Moses reminding us how humble we are. But at the same time, we have to have the big olive of Adam reminding us that we are created by God and we are special and we are God's chosen children and we are unique and we have incredible power. We have to constantly remember that both sides of the spectrum are very important because the more successful you are, the more humble you will become. The more successful you are, the more you will recognize that everything you have comes from God above. Unfortunately, we live at a time where there's so much crushing, so much putting down. I think it's important to remember the big Aleph. It's important to remember that we are amazing people. We are God's children. We are the light upon the nation. We are the gift to the world. At the same time, we recognize that all of the gifts that we have is a gift from God above. Everything we possess is because God is gifting us with these abilities. When 
we live in a way of God being the center of our lives, that we open ourselves up to the glory of the gifts that God gives us in a way that we can be so much more impactful. So true humility is not thinking that you are small. True humility is thinking that everyone around you has the same greatness within them as well. And this is the secret of the two Alephs. When God is calling out to you, you remember your humility and you also remember the gifts that he has given you. For this, I invite you to join me for this week's story, which shows us that when you're infused with that humility, when you recognize that everything that you have is because of the gifts that God is giving you, you will be so much more successful in life. This story takes us back to a long time ago, to the 1800s, when a great tzaddik by the name of Rabbi Yerachmiel Rabinowitz, who happened to be the son of a very well-known great Hasidic leader, the Yid HaKadosh of Peshischa, he once encountered one of his students who came to him with a terrible story of disaster. He looks at his teacher and he says, Rebbe, I need your help. I am facing a traumatic experience. You see, I am a tailor. And over the years, I've earned quite a reputation for my expertise and for the high quality of my work to the extent that not only the local Jews use my services, but all the nobles in the area order the clothing for themselves and for their families just for me. Now, Rebbe, several months ago, I received the most important commission of my life. The prince of this land himself heard of me. And he asked that I sew for him a suit of clothing from the finest silk. He brought me the most beautiful materials. And he told me how expensive and how costly it is. And how hard he worked on getting the best materials out there. And he asks me to treat it well and to transform these raw materials into the most magnificent clothing for a very important wedding coming up in his family. I worked, Rebbe, for weeks. I worked for hours. I worked for nights. I didn't stop until I finally brought him the finished product. As I walked into his chambers and I presented to him these beautiful garments, he looked at me and he began to yell and curse. And he tells me, this is the best you can do. It's atrocious. Who taught you how to sew? And not only that, you you wound my favorite materials that I worked so hard to gather from all across the lands. You will pay for this. He threw me out of his house. And now, Rebbe, I came straight here. I am ruined. Everything was invested in this experience. Not only do I owe him now so much money, which I can never afford for all of these materials, but now my reputation is ruined. He's going to get the message out that I am a loser, that I am a tailor of no success, and I will lose all of my livelihood. Rebbe, what should I do? I don't understand. Why did this happen? This is the best work I've ever done. My friends, just imagine the pain and the despair that this Jew is feeling as he is sitting in the sacred room of Rabbi Yechmiel Lapshischa. The Rebbe looks at him, and the Rebbe says to him, my dear Jew, my fellow Yids, listen closely what I want you to do. I want you to go back to your shop. I want you to take the suits with you, all the clothing with you. I want you to remove all the stitches in this garment. I want you to undo everything that you did. And then I want you to sew them again the exact same way as you sewed them before. And bring it back to the prince. The Jew looked at his Rebbe and said, it doesn't make sense. I'll have the same exact garment that I have now. The Rebbe looks at him and says, do as I say and God will help. Sure enough, three weeks later, this tailor shows up once again in the sacred room of Yerachmiel of Shischa. 
And he says, Rebbe, you saved my life. To be honest, I had a little faith in your strange idea. But I knew I have no other choice, so I did as you told me. I went back to my shop and I undid all the stitches. And then I literally redid exactly what I've just done. Everything all over again. And this time I came back to the prince. And when I presented the result of the same exact suit to the prince once again, this time his response was totally different. His eyes lit up. Beautiful, he said. You have more than lived up to your reputation. This is the finest suit of clothing I've ever seen. He rewarded me handsomely, and he promised to send me a lot more work in the coming months. Rebbe, thank you so much for your help. Thank you so much for your advice. But I have one simple question. I don't understand. What was the difference between the first suit and the second if the clothing was cut and sewn in exactly the same way? Now open up your hearts, my friends, for the answer which Rabchmiel Apshischa told this Jew in his room on that day. He looked at him and he said, My dear fellow Yid, that first suit which you sewn was sewn with arrogance and pride. Every stitch you felt so good about yourself. You felt so proud of your accomplishments. You kept on repeating in your mind that same stanza again and again. Me? Only I was chosen to make the suit for the prince of this land. You know why? Because I'm the best of the best. The result was a spiritually repulsive garment. And although technically it was perfect, it was devoid of all grace and all beauty. You went back to your office, you went back to your space, to your workshop, and this time you sewed it again. But now you were broken. It came from a broken place. There's nothing as whole as a broken heart. The second suit was sewn with a humble spirit, with a broken heart. You recognize that whatever you have is because of the gifts that God has given you. You thought that you're the best tailor. You realize all your work is worth nothing unless you have the blessings of God. And then as you did each stitch and you recognize and realize that whatever you have is coming from above, you then invested in the garment an inner beauty that then evoked awe and admiration in everybody who was beholding it. This is the message, my friends. When you come from a place of arrogance and pride, then all you would encounter is the egos of those around you. But when you come from a place of, I am here to serve Hashem and everything I have is a gift from above, that everything is empowered from a place of oneness with Hashem Himself, and it infuses absolutely everything which you do. You realize that you are a piece of royalty. Everything you have is an extension of Hashem, and therefore you march forward with a big aleph, with joy and with pride, recognizing that everything which you have is a gift from a one above.